130th Airlift Wing. I am Second Lieutenant Alexis Farmer, the Public Affairs Officer for your 130th Airlift Wing. Today's pod will differ from our normal format and focus on a topic paramount to all Guardsmen, readiness. More specifically, estate planning and why it's important to our individual readiness. Joining me, we have First Lieutenant John Morgan, the Assistant Deputy Staff Judge Advocate with the 130th Airlift Wing Legal Office. Welcome to the pod, sir. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Every unit training assembly, we hear the importance of readiness for our members. Um, I would like for you to discuss some of the documents your office can help our members create and why they are important. Let's get to it. Great. So starting um, with the one that everyone is most likely familiar with is the will. What is it and what does it do for our members? So a will does several things. Importantly, your will does not speak until the moment of your death, whereas for these other documents we'll talk about later in this conversation, they really only apply during lifetime. But what does a will do? Mainly, you decide where your assets go upon your death when there are not other instructions for where those assets should go. We'll talk about this a little bit more later, but a will controls your probate estate, meaning the assets that an individual owns in his or her name without a beneficiary designation at the time of his or her death. In this context here, the the testator or testatrix, the person who signs the will, might also decide not only where does my property go, but what are the terms for which my property is being disposed. For example, maybe I have young children. I don't want them getting everything that they're entitled to right away at the time they turn 18. So I might set it up so they can get everything when they're 25, 30, something like that. That would not be uncommon. Additionally, with the will, I'll appoint an executor or a personal representative. That's the person who's in charge of administering my estate. I can declare certain end of uh, certain funeral wishes. If I have specific funeral wishes, maybe I want to be cremated. That's a good place to put it. Or if you want to be buried somewhere specific, then that can also be declared in a will. That's also the case in terms of you, the type of funeral that you might want. For example, if I want a religious ceremony, I can specify that. And if I don't, I can specify that as well. Perhaps the most important thing for some of our airmen to have a will for, however, is to name a guardian the person who's going to be responsible for their minor children in the event of their death. If there is another custodial parent, then, of course, that parent will have the right to be that child's guardian. If there is none, though, then it's a good thing for the service member to declare that rather than letting a local court decide that matter, a very important matter. Okay. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Um, And then... Can you talk a little bit about a power of attorney as well? Sure. So a power of attorney is basically a document where you allow somebody to step into your shoes with respect to financial matters during your lifetime. A power of attorney will automatically expire at your death, and you may also specify in a power of attorney that it's to expire on a certain date. You can say January 1st, 2023, it's no longer effective, but often we don't put in any expiration date. Okay. When, when you sign a power of attorney, you're allowing your agent to do things for you, like sign tax returns on your behalf, for example, if you give them that authority. Deal with your banking, pay your bills, things of that nature. A power of attorney can be either a so-called springing power of attorney or effective right away when the document is signed. Springing power of attorney basically means that the authority doesn't vest in the agent unless and until the principal, the person signing the document, 
becomes incapacitated. However, because we do have so many service members deploying these days, if that is the condition, that it's a springing power of attorney, the person signing the instrument might also want to consider if it should be valid and effective during the time of a deployment. Okay, yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. These are definitely um, important documents to have for our members. And can you talk a, a little bit about the Living Will um, Healthcare Proxy Advanced Medical Directive um, or the Healthcare Power of Attorney? Sure, I'm glad to talk about that. I'm glad you asked about that because there's a lot of confusion about those documents, but those are really definitional matters. A living will, generally speaking, is where you declare certain end-of-life wishes, like if you want to be placed on life support, if your death appears imminent and you have no hope for recovery. A healthcare power of attorney is where you appoint somebody to make medical decisions for you, just like you appoint somebody to make financial decisions for you in a durable general power of attorney. You may choose the same person, but you don't have to. It could be the case you want to have somebody for medical and somebody for financial matters. And generally speaking, when a, the characteristics of a living will and a healthcare power of attorney are combined, we usually call that an advanced medical directive or a healthcare proxy. In West Virginia, where we are right now, the state has a statutory form that combines most, uh, that combines aspects of both those documents into one. Great. This is all really um, good information for our members. So is there anything else that our service members should do with respect to estate planning um, before a deployment? It's vital that members, in addition to actually signing these documents, if they're going to do so, don't let the estate planning work end there. It's vitally important to check your beneficiary designations, especially for some of your uh, largest assets, which might be your SGLI or perhaps your TSP, your retirement account. Whatever, if you have a beneficiary designation on those accounts, whatever you have there will override what you have in your will. If you don't have a beneficiary designation on those agreements, then the terms of your will may control, unless there's some other contract having to do with your TSP that sets default beneficiaries. But just know that that does override what's in your will, and it could also frustrate the intent of your estate plan. For example, if you have a will that sets up something called a testamentary trust, maybe to give children their inheritance at age 25, but you name those children outright as beneficiaries on your SGLI, then nothing's going to be held in them until they're 25. You already have instructions with the SGLI. Those instructions will be followed. So it's important to speak with your local JAG attorney to make sure that everything's in sync. Okay, perfect. And then aside from the will and the power of attorney, what other services are available for our members um, at the legal office? Well, a lot of services are available within the context of legal assistance, certainly related to estates. If there are some basic questions having to do with estate administration, we can help. We, we're, not going, we're not able to go to court with members and fully help with the probate process wherever that's taking place. But if you have questions about it, you can let us know. Uh, there's a variety of other legal assistance areas. It'd be tough to go into them right now, but to specify, to put an important um, qualification on what we can do in terms of estate planning. Our estate planning services are somewhat limited here. If you're coming to us, we can prepare basic documents for you, a will, power of attorney, and a medical directive. You may have heard about a living trust or a revocable trust, copy, co um, excuse me, coupled with a pour-over will. While I do those types of documents all the time in my civilian practice, that goes beyond the scope of what we can do here. So, for example, if you've got some business interests or if you've got real estate in different states, it might be worthwhile 
to look into con- consulting with a civilian attorney when you get back from your deployment. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lieutenant Morgan, for joining us on the Drop Podcast and for all that you do at the legal office. It's great to have you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you.